We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I was thinking about this Steelers game, Daryl, and the more I thought about it, the more I realized how important this game is this weekend. Because you've got an owner that is a wild card. And I, I really, I don't think, let me preface this all by saying, I don't think Jimmy's firing Stefanski or Barry. I, I also don't think he's firing Paul D. Podesta, even though I've said fire Paul D. Podesta for two weeks now. But I think those three guys are going to be back in their current roles. It just seems like that's what Jimmy wants, and Jimmy might actually stick to his guns for once in his time as owner. Um, golf applause. But when I was thinking about this weekend, and I was thinking about what has transpired in the second half of the season, starting with the ass-kicking by Miami, starting with the the Bengals' loss, where you, you like that game would have been a lot more competitive if not for the self-inflicted wounds that you so clearly self-inflicted. That's how self-inflicted wounds go. Um, the Saints game, Miles Garrett, now Jadavian Clowney. I don't want to go full hyperbole and say that I think Kevin Stefanski is coaching for his job on Sunday. But if I'm Kevin Stefanski and this stuff broke on a Thursday night before the final Sunday where Jimmy Haslam gets real good and itchy trigger fingery, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, I know that this is as close to a must-win game in a, in a quote-unquote meaningless game, possible, Daryl, because you lose to the Steelers and the Steelers go to the playoffs – if Jimmy Haslam's worth his salt as an owner, there are going to have to be a lot of really difficult conversations. And if Jimmy Haslam is any sense of the man that he was three years ago or five years ago or ten years ago, that guy's going to have some impulses he's going to want to act on, even if he doesn't act on them. It's going to be real uncomfortable in Berea uh, after that game if the Browns lose to the Steelers on Sunday. Here's what's on the line Sunday. Keeping the Steelers out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. handing Mike Tomlin his first double, di- uh, his first losing season, I should say, since taking over as head coach, which was like feels like a quarter century ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Stefanski is the only Browns head coach, by the way, to not lose ten or more games in a season in the expansion era, full time mm-hmm. head coach. Okay, everyone starting with Chris Palmer all the way through. Up into Stefanski, they've all lost 10 or more games in a, in a single season. So he's got that feather in his cap. So it's really important for him to win Sunday for him to maintain that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Either that or if he loses, he now joins the party. He's just one of whatever they've, you know, they've had here since 99. I've, I got the spreadsheet because, quite frankly, I need a spreadsheet to keep track <laughs> of all of them. Um, so there, there are things to play for. You know, finishing eight and nine, which yes, I realize that's where the starting point was a, a year ago, but it's better than regressing to seven and ten mm-hmm. because that becomes hard to sell. To your point, if Jimmy Haslam has a difficult conversation with Kevin about 
you know, what's going on, man? Like, I, because as an owner, it, you know, Haslam doesn't cheap out when it comes to payroll. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he gives Andrew Barry a blank check, but it's pretty close to a blank check. And whatever they need to make this team win, they and you look at the the cash. I'm mm-hmm. not talking salary cap. I'm talking cash out of pocket yep. that Jimmy Haslam has spent over the last three, four, five years. And to have the results that he has for the amount of money he has spent, if I'm in his shoes, I'm not real happy. Yeah, and I think, you know, at some point the Browns do have to, like, find some gear in between fire everybody or fire nobody. And I think that, to to, to their credit, they... they Tried to find that with Hugh Jackson and giving him the third year after the the one in thirty one. They basically said, "Hey, we didn't exactly do right by this guy mm-hmm. with the the tear down and the rebuild, and maybe we weren't as transparent in the hiring process, or which is what Hugh has accused them of." Which I do not believe, by the way. I fully believe that they were uh, transparent. Um, I just don't believe much of anything Hugh said. In right, uh, that's my point. Right, I, I don't think that he was hired under nefarious circumstances like he has tried to project out there. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and so they they tried to give him that third year and give him an honest opportunity. And with the same team uh, in the second half of the season, Greg Williams was able to go. I think it was a five and three second half after they started two five uh, like two four and one or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I just I, I I think that they've tried to resist those impulses and shed this label of constant turmoil mm-hmm. and and you know dysfunction and things like that. Which is again why a situation like today, what we've been talking about, what Javin and Connie said, like the Browns have been working overtime to shed this label of being a dysfunctional franchise, right, and mm-hmm. volatile and things like that. And there's Clowney doing them no favors. Well, but I think, so to me, I I think there is symbolism in this game. There is the very real, this is a divisional uh, opponent, and one thing that I think Kevin Stefanski has mostly done well is compete in the division. And so I think there is a feather in your cap going to 4-2. and I disagree. Not many have have shut down Lamar Jackson in the fashion in which we have seen the Browns under Stefanski, under under Cavett, like they shut him down pretty well. Well, and I, I, it, it goes to the Steelers and goes to how you've beaten the, the Bengals. So these are all things, and I disagree. I've heard people, uh, I think it was Lima that I heard say, ah, two wins against Steelers doesn't do much for me. It does for me. 1988's the last time they did this. Yeah, so I think there, there's a lot By the of way, on last the year, surface things. Last year that they won a division title was the year after that, 1989. Well, but I think, to me, the symbolism of this is what's really important. It's the symbolism of the culture that doesn't quit with the Pittsburgh Steelers under Mike Tomlin and the culture that almost always quits. And, you know, last year, I was willing to hand out, all right, well, I didn't think Baker was the problem, but if Baker and Kevin Stefanski aren't getting along or if the defense hates Baker Mayfield, okay, I get it. And by the way, you did the right thing. 32 out of 32 teams would 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 go from Baker to Deshaun Watson in a heartbeat, off the field uh, stuff notwithstanding. So, like, everybody would make that trade. But this is the second year. And to go from 8-9 and nine to 7-10, and 10, to have this step back, you can't say it's about Deshaun Watson. 
you have to say it's about culture. You should have been better than four and seven with Jacoby Brissett. And and all and there were a lot of people in town. Well, Jacoby's only four and seven as a quarterback. If you think Jacoby's why they were four and seven, you and I were watching very different games. And to me, it comes back to it's you know Browns culture is why they lose. Steelers culture is why they win. Yep. And so it's hyperbole. I don't think it's factually accurate to say Kevin Stefanski is coaching for his job on Sunday. But in the back of my head, in the dark recesses of my mind. Is there a significant amount of me that wonders, is Kevin Stefanski coaching for his job on Sunday? Yes. Recent history. Long-form history. Kevin Stefanski's culture. These are all things that absolutely need addressed. And those uh, addressing those start with firing Chris Kiffin or Joe Woods or any of the assistant coaches and goes all the way to firing Dee Podesta or having somebody pick up the phone and ask Jim Harbaugh what that milk-loving, steak-eating some be wants if he were to come here. That doesn't mean they're going to do it. I'm meaning actually pull the trigger and fire Kevin and hire Jim Harbaugh. Those calls, by the way, should have already been made weeks ago. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yes. And, and, and people will say, well, but that's not how a good organization does it. Every organization in the NFL that's considering a head coaching move, if they're going to consider a big target like a, a Harbaugh, a Sean Payton, a big name, they've already talked with that they representation. Were, they were researching Deshaun Watson last season. Yep. So it's just so weird because, again, I I feel like I, I do want to ask a question. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Do you guys think Kevin Stefanski could be coaching for his job on Sunday? I don't know the answer should be yes. But, man, when you start to add up all the little details that have gone down this season, last season, when you start to really ask the big questions about Kevin Stefanski, to lose to Mike Tomlin on Sunday should really, really chap the ass of Jimmy Haslam. Because I'm telling you right now, thinking about it, given the way these two organizations have traded place in in a span of about six weeks from a team that was completely out of it, and now has a real chance to make the playoffs from a team that was in it, that completely blew every opportunity they had, It the symbolism on this feels a lot more weighty than maybe I feel like we are given this game meaning. That's it, why I stopped talking. It would, it would be... Um, the question you're asking is, does the tradition of firing coaches on the bus back from Pittsburgh continue? Does Kevin Stefanski get the Lane Kiffin? And again, it's not what I'm rooting for. Right. I just don't. I don't I, think. I don't think if you're a Browns fan, you can root for Kevin Stefanski to get failed or get or get fired. <laughs> but I do think you like. I think he's safe. I I I, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I think. So re- there's nothing that could happen on Sunday. I think regardless of the outcome Sunday, because first of all, I I don't think that the team's going to lay down and they're going to get blown out by twenty plus points. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a competitive game. I don't know if they're going to win the game, right? But I. The one thing that we have learned is that this team does compete. They don't execute very well at critical moments, but the Browns do compete. They don't lay down, right? And so you you, you respect that a little bit. Um, but that and that's why I feel like he's in no danger because I think they're going to show up Sunday in Pittsburgh and give it their all. And I do think that there is some motivation. On some of these guys, you know, Amari Cooper's going for a career high 
in receiving yards. I never, ever questioned that guy's effort. Nick Chubb's going for the 1,500. I never, ever questioned that guy's effort. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, Miles Garrett is, is going to, you know, break his own regular season franchise sack record. And I, I never questioned that guy's effort when he can benefit his own stats. Um, so there, there are things for the Browns to be playing for individually. And I do think that that's a little bit of an issue. You have guys playing as, you know, potentially as individuals. But the players that I mentioned, like Amari and Nick Chubb, they don't. But when I look at this defense, it's hard to say that any of those guys play a team game on defense because I've watched that unit all year long, and, well, they don't. They, they don't play collectively as a unit on defense, and that's a big part of the problem why I don't think Joe Woods will be back on that side of the ball. Because when you were going through all these macro, these minor problems, right? It's like death by a thousand razor blade cuts, mm-hmm. right? And they they just they all add up at some point. Mm-hmm. And the issues are on Joe Wood's side of the ball. The players that got disciplined this year are all defensive players. All the miscommunications and 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 that defensive side of the ball, personnel problems, knowing who's supposed to be on the field and doing what. Well, defensive side of the ball, like all those issues. We're on Joe Wood's side of the ball. And I think that the only thing that can help Kevin Stefanski be successful next season is that if he does fire Joe Woods and he brings in a taskmaster on defense to be the belt or the Sergeant Holka within that locker room. I think the only thing I would say is I don't want Kevin Stefanski fired today. But man, do I reserve the right to change my opinion on this if they lay an egg. On, on against Pittsburgh on Sunday. And I, I would imagine Jimmy Haslam might be right there as well. Daryl, great stuff, buddy. I appreciate you stopping by today. Good seeing you. The culture in, uh, in, in whether sending Jadavian Clowney home today and placing his, his status for Sunday in doubt is, uh, is a way of sending a message to the locker room and culture. And I agree with him. He doesn't send messages. Uh, and it it's disheartening. It's disheartening because it, it's felt like every time there was an opportunity to discipline somebody, it was a weak-ass discipline. Miles Garrett getting benched, even for a series, during Saints week is huge. He's a team leader. You had a 2% chance at the playoffs, which grew from 1% after you beat the Ravens. And you had to bench a team leader. Kevin could have hammered home his point by actually speaking on it. He didn't. I'm going to keep that in-house. And then Miles spoke on it later that week and didn't take full accountability. In one week, the Browns proved their cultural issues. But this weekend represents another opportunity for the Browns' culture. I agree. Uh, Listen, I I have criticized Miles more this year than I have ever. I have swept so much, even this year. I didn't react to the car accident like most people did. I did overreact to his latest Halloween display, but in fairness, my blood sugar was low that day. I just wasn't in a good mood. You got the one time out of 365 days where I just was in a bad mood and it actually came out on air. And mostly that had to do with my frustration with the Browns culture and not even with Miles himself. We've spent more time, listen, 
are do I think Paul D. Podesta and Kevin Stefanski are challenging each other to gentlemanly duels like it felt like Hugh Jackson and Andrew uh, Sashi Brown were trying to do? No. That doesn't mean there isn't dysfunction here. And Kevin today tried to paint it as, well, you know, we're family, and families fight sometimes. Families succeed in spite of fighting. This is not a family. This is not this is this is a collection of individuals. It is a shell of itself if it were a family. And Miles was right. This Sunday is another great opportunity to learn about the Browns culture under Kevin Stefanski. Because if they come out and and listen, I said it at the end of the segment with Daryl. If the Browns get their ass paddled this weekend in Pittsburgh. I, I reserve the right to change my opinion on Kevin Stefanski because to me, you can't let a second season go by where cultural issues, I don't care it's on the different side of the ball, it's cultural issues that have sunk you this year. Last year, it wasn't Baker Mayfield's health. Hate to tell you. It was cultural issues. But yet, everybody let, huh? you know what, Baker's the guy, show him out the door. I'm not letting that happen with Jadavian Clowney. Jadavian Clowney is not the only bad actor or bad faith. Um, the guy who's not interested in just winning. He's not. There are other guys in that locker room, and they are allowed to do so. What's the old adage? And I love this adage. I used to think it was just cliche, and it still annoys me a little bit. You coach it or you allow it. Well, Kev, you kept it in the locker room. Not. Are you going to coach it or are you going to allow it this weekend? I loathe the thought of a coaching search. I loathe the thought of blowing it up. I do. I'd like to actually see Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry unshackled from the burden of Paul DePodesta. I think Paul DePodesta has pushed numbers, numbers, numbers so much that I think it has turned two intelligent football guys into guys trying to appease him because everybody's just trying to get along and save their jobs. I think the numbers have gotten the way of the football. The thing is, I think analytics are crucially important to success. I think the general idea Jimmy Haslam's going for is the right idea. But the pendulum has swung far too back in one way, and Paul DePodesta has won diddly squat in the NFL. So I'd like to see these guys empowered, not neutered or not fired. But man, do I personally have a lot of my opinion of Kevin Stefanski. This hanging on by a thread stuff, is that is that where we are with the Cleveland Browns on Sunday? I don't want any... I, I, the change I want is Deep Podesta gone and Joe Woods gone. But even then, I wonder, is Kevin Stefanski going to be able to hire a good defensive coordinator because people think he's a short-timer? What is he going to have to do? And listen, I'll, I'll call back to... I, I Sometimes I mention the Panthers too much. Because I saw this situation play out in Carolina last year. Dave Tepper had real thoughts of fire in Matt Rule, but said, I'll give him a chance to start next year. Which harkens back to Hugh Jackson. Well, Hugh hasn't been put in a good position. We're going to put good position. We're going to try and give him a shot here to start 2018. And he wasted a year. If Jimmy Haslam has any doubts about keeping Kevin for 17 games next year, and this game is is the thing that can push him over the edge, then maybe this game should push him in over the edge. 
And maybe if I'm Jimmy Haslam, I tell Kevin Stefanski to, to go find me a good defensive coordinator before I agree that Kevin comes back. And that's if you beat the Steelers on Sunday. Culture wins and the Browns lose. At, at some point, the, the, the reasons for why you haven't won are just excuses. 216-578-0092. Could Kevin Stefanski be coaching for his job on Sunday? Let's go with Aaron. Hey, hey, Ron, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Nick? Yes, he's coaching for his job because Jimmy Haslam has seen this team regress under Kevin Stefanski with his assistance, and he hasn't stepped up as a head coach to say, hey, listen, this is what we need to do on offense. This is what we need to do on defense in particular. Joe Woods, I agree, has to go. Defense should have been gone. Analytics, you're right, has played a big part. I just don't think Kevin Stefanski has the guts to step up or even somebody's pulling his strings one way or another. I don't, I don't want him gone to a certain extent, but I do want some changes, and I mean major changes. Aaron, we thank you, buddy. Let's go with another Aaron. Hello, another Aaron. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys? Doing well, bud. What you got for us? So we saw this, you know, not the exact type of thing last year with the with Odell, but, you know, we saw a public outburst by his dad and stuff. And, you know, I mean, people are forgetting what happened in the Browns-Bengals game, you know, five days later where the Browns absolutely, you know, came out and whooped some butt, 41-16, and we're together. And, you know, I mean – Maybe that was just coincidence. People can say that was just coincidence, but I think, you know, that's what's going to happen this weekend. They're going to come together and say, hey, we don't stand for, you know, going out, talking publicly. You know, you can talk to us in private. We're a team. Keep it like that. I appreciate it, Aaron. Thanks for the call. Have a great weekend, buddy. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Could Kevin Stefanski be coaching for his job uh, this weekend? And – it's funny because as we're sitting here, just just hearing uh, both Aaron's talk about this, I feel like if I'm Kevin Stefanski, there's a lot more to lose this weekend than there is to gain. I, I think beating the Steelers this weekend, especially after the Jadavian comments, would be uh, admirable. I really do. I think beating the Steelers twice in a season, which hasn't happened since the late 80s, is admirable. But those are just that like let me put it this way. They shouldn't save Joe Woods' job. If somebody is getting fired today, this win shouldn't save their job. It'll just feel but now, if they lose and they lose poorly, it could it could push a few people or a lot of people over the fence if their jobs are on the line. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two could Kevin Stefanski be coaching for his job on Sunday, we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.